Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America and managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is Shandy Jones. Welcome, Shandy. Thank you. So glad you're here. So we're going to start with your one-sentence bio, and then we're going to work our way into the three questions that we have every week. So first, give us your one-sentence bio, and I will tell you, few people can actually do it in one sentence. My name is Shandy Jones, and I am an area manager for a gym franchise with about three years of management experience so far. That's great. That might be the best one sentence bio I've heard. That Thank was actually, you. I think, one sentence. One so sentence. I tried. <laughs> great job. Are you, are you ready for the questions? I am. All right, let's get to it. All right, question number one. How do your values impact your management philosophy? I think ethics are everything when it comes to leading a team, leading with empathy, truth, integrity, I feel like it's really what's going to create a culture where your people truly want to work for you and they're not just clocking in for a paycheck anymore. They're more invested in the business. They're happy to see you every day. It just creates a more family feel okay. when they come to work. So when you say empathy, tell, mm-hmm. us, tell us what you mean. What do you mean by that? So being very understanding of people I'm, I love to be like super respectful of people's work-life boundaries specifically. So understanding, you know, that this, although it is their job, it's not their only job that they have in their life. And just keeping that in mind when it comes to performance and things like that. So understanding if someone isn't maybe necessarily performing as well as you'd like them to be. Think about things that could be going on outside of the workplace that could be affecting that. Ask those questions first. And then I feel like it's more appropriate to dive into the hard conversations after that. Once you kind of have a deeper understanding of what's really going on in their life. So you said something that was important. You said you want to treat them like family. Mm -hmm. And you said empathy and trust and integrity. So what do you do when you have an employee that's struggling? And maybe they were a, a fabulous employee and you've noticed over the last couple of months that performance just isn't what it used to be. What do you do? So I hopefully I've built up enough trust with this person to where they feel comfortable and I feel comfortable going to them and saying hey I've noticed this and I'd like to talk to you about what could be affecting this and kind of come from a standpoint of what I just told you of I know this is not your only job in your life and if there's things going on that are affecting you in a certain way to where you may not be happy every day when you come to work. Seeing what we can do to address that and being able to help them through that rather than making their life harder. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, question number two. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? So I think it's a combo of both. Definitely my experience with just having different types of leadership and management throughout my career so far. I know I still have so much to learn, but I do feel like I've had the privilege of having good managers and bad managers that I can learn from. So just taking the good and seeing the kind of leader that I would like to be and also taking the bad and, you know, realizing, okay, that's not the type of manager that I'd like to be for my people. 
You know, it's funny you say the, the learning from the good and learning from mm-hmm. the bad. I teach a class called Leading and Managing People at Lipscomb University, and it's akin to principles of management. Mm-hmm. So it's a basic management class. And one of the things that I say in that class is you really need to experience a bad manager. Like yeah. everybody needs a bad manager because then you'll appreciate the good. Exactly. Manager. It shows you what you don't want to become. Yeah. You know, that sounds harsh, but it, it really does teach you the things that, um, okay, this is what they did and it made me feel this way, so I don't want to do that to someone else. Right, right. What about good managers that you had? So tell me about the qualities that they have shown. I would definitely say empathy and understanding. I feel like that one's so, so important. And then also being a daily coach. I always give an example. Your people should never be surprised that they're doing bad. Say mm. performance reviews come around. They should never be surprised by what you have to say on that day because you should be coaching them daily, not just kind of secretly taking tallies of things that they've done wrong or you should be addressing those things immediately and bettering each other every day. Yeah, that's great. When I was doing performance reviews for like really large teams, Mm -hmm. that was exactly what I said. Yeah. This should not be a surprise conversation. Exactly. If you're doing really good and you're a fabulous employee, Mm -hmm. you should know that. Yeah. If you are not meeting the mark, I mean, we should have had that conversation before you get to performance evaluation time. Exactly. Yeah. There's no, you shouldn't be holding your tongue when it comes to that kind of stuff because the quicker you address it, you know, you're going to have a better outcome for sure. Some of those conversations, though, are really hard to have. So they are. how do you start a hard conversation with an employee? So definitely go back to, I totally understand you have obligations outside of here. Once we've kind of checked that box, I always like to tick that box first. Just make sure their headspace is right. Mm. Once we've crossed that off, then I personally like to lead with data. It, the numbers don't lie. It can be harsh sometimes to cover things like that. But I feel like if you, once you've handled the emotional part, now it's time to leave the emotions out of it. So you don't want to say, I feel like you're a bad employee. You would say things like, you know, here's where your KPIs are at now. Here's where we would like them to be. Let's put together a plan of action to help get you there. Um, Not just, hey, I think you're doing bad, fix it. You know. the mark, but yeah, you actually yeah. using the data to show exactly. Yeah, that. yeah, that definitely does help the conversation. It's not just I feel you're a bad employee, like you said. Exactly, it's like a a numbers thing. It's on paper. It's very right. evident if something's going wrong. So it's not they don't feel like you're attacking their personality, so to speak. So someone could definitely take that the wrong way. I feel like. Yeah, that's good. I like that you you use numbers. Before we get to the next question, let's pause for a quick message about Lipscomb University's College of Business. Are you looking to sharpen your management skills and take your career to the next level? If so, look no further than the MBA program at Lipscomb University. Our part-time program is designed to provide you with the knowledge and the tools you need to excel in today's fast-paced business environment. Lipscomb offers both in-person and online formats that make it a perfect fit for full-time working professionals. Apply now and elevate your management skills. Learn more and apply at lipscomb.edu forward slash business. All right, let's get to question number three. Okay. What book has made the biggest impact on you? I would say Atomic Habits by James Clear. So it's not necessarily a book that's super targeted towards management, 
But I feel like as a good leader, you do have to have it together in a sense. You know, you have to have your daily habits in check. You have to be running like a well-oiled machine. If you're not, if you're unorganized, your team is going to sense that. And I feel like they may even try to piggyback off that and kind of see what they can get away with. Yeah, or even watch you, like you said, yeah. right, with they're bad gonna, managers. Yeah, they're going to see that and recognize that. So I feel like if you really display good daily habits, like you come in, you have your routine, you do the same thing every day, it helps you keep a clear vision of what needs to be done that's extra. There's always going to be extra. So if you get, you know, your daily deeds done, then you have time to focus on all the extras, make sure those get done as well. And then, you know, you're able to keep a good focus on the main goal. You know, what I love about that book is that book is all about setting up systems for Mm -hmm. success. And I think that's something that we don't think about. We look for productivity apps or health apps or, you know, Mm -hmm. apps to make our, our life better. But really, that book is all about how can you make sure that your life is systematized so that it's easy to do those good habits. Yeah. Yeah. Your brain can be that app. Yes. You know, you can do that for yourself. And I feel like it's super important to just kind of have that instilled in yourself because it's going to reflect in your day-to-day life in the way that, you know, you're, you perform at work. That's good. That's good. All right. So are you ready to get to the 60 seconds of rapid fire questions? Yes. All right. What makes you cry? (gasps) Dead puppies. What makes you happy? Sunsets. Favorite color? Baby blue. Favorite food? Pasta. Favorite restaurant? Carabas. Favorite age that you have been? Now. Right now, 24. I love it. Dogs (laughs) or cats? Cats. What motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? The gym. I work in one. Okay. So that actually motivates you is your, your job. Okay. <laughs> and and working out. I love it. I love it. What um, is your superpower? Being funny. Okay. You could be any Marvel character. What would you be? I don't watch Marvel. <laughs> Favorite app? TikTok. All I right. hate to say it. That's a, that's a great one to end on, though. That's great. All right. Shandy, let's give some parting advice to managers and let's target it to managers like you who have three years or less of experience. I would say be real and raw with your people. They're going to see if you're putting on a front. That's the quickest way to build trust is humility. You know, being able to say you're holding them to certain standards just as you yourself are being held to certain standards. So it's okay to address if you've messed up. You don't want to just brush over it because it's likely that you're not brushing over when they mess up. So I feel like addressing those things can be helpful and it shows that you're human too, that you're not trying to be perfect and we're all working uh, to be better together, not just you bossing people around. You're, You're open to criticism as well. And yeah, just practicing humility. That's good. We're all real people, right? Exactly. Yeah. We all mess up. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on this week's episode. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. 
If you have suggestions for a future guest, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. This podcast is powered by the College of Business Content Creation Studio at Lipscomb University. Thank you.